Welcome to the Shaky Experience. My name is James Richard Lane. Today we'll be speaking volume with Albert Hammond Jr. Albert is a musician, business owner, and overall great person. He may be most recognized <laughs> as one of the founding members and band members of The Strokes, releasing six albums with them. And he has an incredible solo project as well that has released four albums and one EP. And most recently, he founded Jetway, a seltzer beverage that is is absolutely delicious. I was sent some samples and seriously, I want to say it is legitimately very, very good. Like I really loved it. It was awesome stuff. We'll be talking more about that later. He has had lots of notable success from headlining music festivals, touring across the world, featured in countless press and inspiring many, many people, including myself. This is very exciting for me. I'm very grateful. Albert, Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, the rain, I'm in Los Angeles just to make that, make, make that noted. And uh, the rain has stopped and the sun is out and uh, it's nice. It's, uh, I like, uh, maybe because it doesn't rain a lot here. I like it. I like when it happens because it maybe it reminds me of being in the East Coast or just some kind of change. And it's, it's pretty. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I could see a little bit of nostalgia there, especially like when it gets really dry in LA. It's just like, please let some rain. We're going through a drought right now. Or it's just, it's just, it's, you know, it's like, um, it's beautiful and it's consistent and it goes up and down, but it's pretty consistent. And so change is always uh, can, uh, can spice things up, which is nice. Yeah, great outlook. So you had a busy last year. I mean, it seemed really, really busy, especially touring with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. How was that? Oh, that was amazing. That was our, uh, that was the end of the tour too, which is a great way to end it. But to tour America in stadiums with them and kind of like experience that size of venue, we, we played places that, you know, without any people uh, festival wise and we did our own stadium in mexico city but it was just uh i don't know it was something very special i thought it was a great bill and um people really showed up for it you know so it was it was uh it was just fun to see possibilities of, of where you can play you know just to be in a room like that so true yeah and the connection you have with the fans is astonishing i mean i i can't think of another word to put it you know i had the privilege to see you guys it was so exciting for me i saw you in philly actually when you did the philly stop and i i mean for one of course i loved your set it was just great songs great set all my favorites and one thing that i really enjoyed about the set was i felt like the visuals were like super on like just i don't know i just remember seeing like the background imagery playing while you guys were playing and it just felt like awesome i it it was really fun to watch you guys but it was also really fun to see what visuals were being played in the background as well what were some of your favorite memories from that tour and just being on stage i, I actually remember that philly show well the, the sun was setting we were thinking about playing evening sun um, yeah. yeah i mean i don't know every every stop was uh had its own unique, you know, moment. I, I, I enjoyed, I literally enjoyed every show so much so that we're doing more with them this year. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also I'm sure just kind of building that relationship with Anthony Kiedis and Flea and the rest of the guys must be really cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it's, it's, what are they? I, I think we're, we're like 20 years apart. It's pretty, you know, so they, yeah. they, they came out when we were like, junior high end of junior high or something like so i remember i mean i in sixth grade my graduation i sang we, we i was like in choir in sixth grade and we sang under the bridge for our graduation oh. it's like i really wanted to tell him that but i never found a right moment but so it was like there you're you know i wasn't thinking of being a musician in sixth grade and so all of a sudden like i'm 42 and playing you know sold out stadiums with them in america uh, it's pretty it's pretty surreal just as a circle of life, you know? 
Yeah, so true. I feel that way with you right now, actually. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, good. There you go. You see? Yeah. yeah. That's our MasterCard um, two rings coming together. I, I definitely remember singing lots of songs on Is This It with my friends in high school. <laughs> anyway, so it also seems like you've been quite busy as well with Jetway. And that's kind of how you and I got connected in the first place. I saw some ads for your beverage and <laughs> I looked at it and I was like man like just the boxes themselves look so cool <laughs> like the marketing what is, what on it, it was just like the beautiful like bright joyful colors just sort of like that California sunshine on the boxes I, I don't know like I plan on keeping the boxes personally I, well, I got some that was the goal lizzie who did the artwork would be very happy to hear that because that was the whole we wanted it to feel like a a gift where you keep the box kind of like the tiffany box you know you want to keep the box yeah. Um, yeah there is and as as we grow we had ideas about making limited edition boxes and cans so it's something you would you would want to you know the whole the whole idea of it is like you're holding a trophy seems wrong but just like something that's <laughs> that's uh of quality that you almost like want to you know makes you feel a certain way when you when you hold it and when you and when you drink it so it's uh it's almost becoming more of a lifestyle brand you know as part of part of the bigger goal of it you know jayway could be something that's you can curate you can um i can put my taste into many things you know, it doesn't have to just be the drink. It can lead into food or, you you know, we open a bar at the airport. I feel like it would fit so well. And like you pick the food and other wines and desserts that are in there, mm. like, even like art. And it becomes like uh, like it feels different being at the airport in there because it has it's curated um, for in my taste, but for travelers, you know, and like so I think that that would create a better a better environment to be in i guess is the word I'm like. yeah yeah no i mean i hear you man you know my friend owns like this um, beautiful boutique in denver and it just reminds me so much of his boutique in a way like he just has this very pristine just yet unique it just it feels different just it genuinely feels different when you walk into it and um i feel like jetway definitely belongs in there i'm going to recommend it to him and also the name as well when you see the name in the full caps on the box i'm looking at it right now it stands out too and it made me wonder where did the name jetway come from uh well therein lies the i guess the inception of the drink i was trying to uh modernize uh an aperol spritz i had an evening with it and i thought oh this drink's so good if i if i could bring it to just change it a little bit i, I know what it's known for you know it's like but but it was more the night I had with it and the friends I had made that night, just the experience. And I went to go see, I watched a lot of MotoGP and I went to go see MotoGP afterwards. And it was like chasing that night. And so a jetway is is a literal walkway or bridge that you go through when you go from the you know airport to the airplane. Mm. And so I, I just thought, what a cool idea if like the drink itself, the memories of it could either be an emotional or physical bridge for you, whether it's a memory of something or a pairing of something with food or, you know, something that physically you, you wanted to go do something differently because of it. So I just like that idea that, um, I just like that idea of like the walkway before going somewhere. You're neither here nor there, but you're, you're going somewhere, you know, and that's just yeah. seemed, that just seemed exciting to me. And that's why I, I was like, I did the thing of like, live your adventure. Cause it was, it just felt it, it could be an emotional one or a physical one. It doesn't have to be like a literal, you don't have to leave somewhere, but um, you're going through that gateway and yeah. gateway doesn't have the same ring. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> Try my new drink gateway. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with that. Yeah. I, I do appreciate sort of the synopsis behind the name. Actually, it, it does feel connective and I can definitely see that one of the things that been really great about it too, is experiencing both flavors because I would say both flavors have their own twist, but they also have just, I don't know, such a memorable, distinct deliciousness to it. Basically. Oh, like you. I feel like it, it really like sincerely, I mean, I'm not just saying this, I sincerely feel like it was very well crafted. You can tell that it feels different. It just, I don't know, it's so soothing. And like every sip, I was just, I, I was, 
I was savoring every sip, I should say. I, <laughs> I, I'm not just downing another can or something like that. I remember like opening it and I was like, oh, wow, this is like really, really good. I and mean, then... we tried to look, you know, we tried to do that. That was the, I mean, I'm glad that it came across the way because but I, I did want to create I it. I did want to create something really great. I, I, I failed multiple times trying to do it. Like I, the idea was 2017 and it didn't come out till 21 or 22 no 2021 20, the end of 21 uh so it's like it's it's definitely wasn't just like oh let's do whatever and put it out and like finding the right flavors and just trying to create a high-end version of something that is because we're such a small company of something that's known that's crafted from fermented sugar which is very cheap and it's fine it is what it is you know it's like um it's a drink you just down to feel a buzz right away whereas we i was like if that exists if seltzer is that like i don't see why seltzer couldn't also be something that pairs with food something that pairs with lifestyle something that has um that you'd want to see in places that i would go to my age group and where like where i would hang out and like the the idea of pairing became something big and then hence the wine and the label and the kind of like the golden age of travel look that it has and like you know all of it together and then there's like the rosé and the white and then the idea to make the same thing but with sake and then to we we made um mixed drinks with uh william grantson's hendrix gin and tequila uh, milagro tequila for our launch party and they were really good so it was like oh imagine doing like a version of that in a can and the cans can they they change like pieces pieces of art that you would keep or limited edition runs kind of like wine you know Rothschild does that their vintage you know like they'll have different artwork on the front and so just little little details like that are what make it fun and unique for me and I'm hopefully for people getting it but this this just feels like the the beginning of it really well oh, hopefully yeah. yeah and I'd imagine that you have aspirations to expand it outside of California as well yeah, as it's, well it's in Colorado right now and you can order DTC through our website you can order a case of each or a mixed case but I mean yeah when I started when I was I'd never pitched to people but when I was pitching to people I was like I want our, the logo on a Formula One car that was like more because I wanted I would love to be able to just go around and see Formula yeah <laughs> it's like my way in yeah but I just I I guess I just it's fun to dream really big and then like and then you live every day in reality and try to like make things work but it would be silly to dream realistically it wouldn't really be dreaming would it <laughs> yeah you know I would like to actually see the logo and the branding on like one of those like old school mopeds you know what I mean like the Italian sure, sure. mopeds I, I well, think... we put it on we put it on Lizzie and I spent like because I didn't have the drink we spent like a year doing the artwork and we made so many different kinds of cans I, I can oh we also want to make a non-alcoholic version but and then we put it on planes we put it on motorcycles we put it on cars just to see what it would look like in that context so that's why that's how it started slowly even before it happened become more and more of a in my head of a lifestyle brand because it was just like oh man this just feels like if you saw that symbol you'd be like oh no, no i trust that let's go there it has that stamp right you know someone someone like thought about it and that's kind of what you're always trying to build essentially it doesn't really what you make isn't so isn't i mean it is important but it's like what what your company is that um i feel like goes reaches further sure yeah and i also feel like if this was on a shirt or something like that i would definitely be one of the first to order it i can't wait we get that all the time because we made merch for the distributor people and i have i've I have a yellow, white, and a black one that I've I've worn. I've taken photos with on my Instagram, and people are always like, "Oh my god, I would get that!" Yeah. Not even knowing what it is, just because it looked it looked cool. So I totally get that. But there, therein lies what I was telling you when we were putting it on stuff. It just made it immediately made it like, "Oh, cool, yeah." What what's that? That's what I'm saying. Like when we put it on a plane, it was like, "Oh man, that looks like an airline that I would want to yeah. go." Like, <laughs> you know. And so, like, of course, if you put it on, a, if you can do that, you can put on a shirt. It's gonna be like. You know, it's going to be exciting. And this, this, I love aesthetics like that. And that was a yeah. big part, a big part of creating the brand was creating a, a world for it. And it being important, was it being different? Was it just, it always, all the ones we saw, once again, no offense to them, they fit in their own category and it's fine. They just, it just felt 
kind of cheap and quick and disposable and i was like cool but i did i i don't i don't want to do that <laughs> right right yeah and i also feel like there's like a little bit of level of you focusing on wanting this to live on forever like wanting this brand to stay around for a while opposed to kind of just like do away with it after like a few years or something like that it seems like you're investing more within that year that it took to kind of make the artwork and put together this like image that you sort of envisioned in terms of a long-term investment which is something that i can definitely yeah. admire I don't know. I don't know how else to do, you know, anything. I have my PV amp from when I was six. I still have. I still have <laughs> furniture and clothes from over a decade ago. You know, so like I, I like I. That's just. Uh, I don't know. This is like it's um, what I naturally yearn for. I guess so. I was just in doing this because I, I wasn't like I'm gonna do. <laughs> it sounds so silly. It was so organic. If I knew what it involved, I don't know. I don't know how I would even get into it. I just started to daydream about it and think about where it could go, and then so that you know just it's like a little ball that keeps rolling and building building bigger and bigger and then I, it wasn't until i met this this uh this guy ben parsons who actually was first guy to can wine in, in america he had a company called infinite wine theorem mm. um oh no infinite monkey theorem sorry infinite wine theorem. oh yeah that's in colorado i know dude yeah I, yeah exactly yeah. yeah he was in he's he's uh he's in colorado he's in grand junction I yeah think. wow um and uh small world and he felt and the way i met him was kind of like it's like if it was in a movie you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it all the little things that happened to finally for us to meet each other and we just kind of like both helped each other out he got excited by the idea and then he knew people built a winery for four feathers which is where it's canned in washington state beautiful winery sustainable farm S sustainable like vineyard i mean it's not um though they do make fruit and it's just uh it's kind of strangely enough it's kind of like how i pictured the can and all the ingredients like growing it's like by it's just rugged lands you know it's it's right on like um just very rocky terrain it's it's very it's it's very unique beautiful that sounds awesome i would love to check that out so touching on the impacts that you're making and just kind of yeah putting your mind to stuff envisioning things and making the most out of it i would say just making a big impact i want to dive a little bit into your music so you know there was a video that came out i guess a few months ago here about rick rick rubin and he mentioned that you as in you guys with the strokes are working on a new album with him i think i may have read or saw in the video that it was in puerto rico is there anything that you can comment about that or is there anything that we can expect maybe even sometime later this year um yeah he did right i forget what show he was on he was he said such kind such kind words it was really cool to go back to the studio with him after the new abnormal and like you know won a grammy like the, we got to tour and it'd it be you know, just to be able to have us our sixth album be an, an album of songs that people want to hear sometimes even more than older ones and there was like kids who only knew some of the songs from the new abnormal and had no idea who we were before that um is 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 you know as much as it's a bummer when you play an old one and you want them to know it's also so cool because the the excitement when they would hear one of the new ones made you feel like you had just started. Yeah, I mean, there's not, it's not, I, there's no like hidden agenda, secret. You said it. We were recording in 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 Costa Rica. I have no idea any like timelines. You know, I would, I hate. Um, I know he said out of excitement, but sometimes you're just like, oh man, now people are gonna expect an album. Like we don't know. But the exciting thing is there is, you know, there is stuff that we are working on and that we are excited about so that's you know it's not like we are continually working and that's um you know brings us joy and hopefully brings everyone else joy too that's but awesome. uh yeah i mean there's there's no there's not much detail i can give besides what he said in my own words which is we got to record in maybe the most fantastical environment i've ever been able to record in and, uh, you know, I, I think you described it pretty well, but I almost want to leave part of that description to when the record comes out and what we show of it, because it's so it was very exciting for me and uh, and for all of us. And uh, and um, yeah, just uh, I'll leave it. I'll leave it with those little <laughs> glimpses of excitement. Beautiful Maybe. sunset. Just look at the sunset and enjoy it for five minutes and then tomorrow will be another one <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like it's possible it could be a little bit more beachy because you're in this beautiful scenery i don't know that's what i'm in no no i i've noticed i've noticed that uh 
though everyone always makes jokes about that like we like as soon as we got there we're like oh man the whole album is gonna be like you know have this certain feel i don't i think the environment can can affect you sure sometimes it might come out in like a song or a part and because you know that you'll be like um oh it's you know it's it feels like this and maybe it adds to it and i would hate to take anything away from someone feeling something but it's not i i think if there's any vibe that comes from an environment like that it's that uh um and it might even be more through like what rick saw was happening but the songs might might have a little might be a little like looser in the sense of our style of um put together songs it might have a little more like jams that are put together and so there's that element that might come from that and that kind of environment unless unless like oh it sounds like you're at the beach you know what i mean yeah um but it's uh it's um it's so funny because it's not when you're when you're making something it's never one spot so you're capturing feelings from yourself from where you're at so it's a it's a mixture of things it's like a it's an ingredient in a meal that you might taste but isn't isn't what isn't like the meal it, you know it might it might add stuff to it that that's uniquely that 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 ingredient some ingredients are stronger than others but but it's still like there's a whole thing that makes the meal even how you cook it <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's uh I, I feel like it's it's a long-winded answer to <laughs> the down beachy <laughs> well i do appreciate it regardless known for long-winded answers <laughs> i i'm all about it this is you know this is fun for me with that being said it does make me wonder we were talking about your seltzer brand did you have any opportunity to bring your seltzer brand with you when you were in costa rica recording did i brought the legal amount that you were allowed to bring, which wasn't <laughs> which wasn't a lot but i did i did uh i did bring a few more just to try them in that you know environment because it was it was very warm right uh, and yeah. it was uh it was great I, I mean i brought them on the tour with the chili peppers they were in our friends and family room and uh our yeah well in our friends and family room i guess is where all the stuff is but yeah they were there and it was it was cool because everyone's friends family or work or, you know other people that worked with all got to try it um and it was cool to to see different age groups like it and and they just end up finishing it you know it was it was really it was really it was really exciting i bet everyone was uh savoring it like i was just like every <laughs> so <laughs> like this is so good what the it is heck actually a really good drink though for that type of you know it was made for like long days and to be consumed you know because it was like besides mixing with food it was it wasn't meant for you know disneyland or like uh, a festival or like people backstage music it's yeah. it has a, it has a because it's five percent in wine and it's lighter but it's but it then beer but it's like the alcohol content so you could have more but there's something more euphoric about it because of the wine and maybe it's sugars and the and the um the kind of natural uplifting little bit of, of yerba mate it has in it which also gives it a distinct flavor but um yeah i don't know it's just it's a very fitting drink for that and the can size so like it stays cold and and, and fizzy oh yeah kind of, I, that was a big thing for me because they always want to make bigger cans and i'm just like bigger to me is usually worse sure there's moments for it if you just want to get something like I, I almost wish soda cans were like those six ounce cans they have on the plane I yeah. wish like that's what you had to buy because that's really like you know you should have that and that's very enjoyable and then it, it wouldn't you know you don't need a giant two liter plastic yeah thing of it that, that lets out the fizz and i don't know it's just my no i i feel you it it feels like a little bit more sophisticated for one and number two is its portion too right opposed to like feeling like all kind of stuffed up and sort of like like full <laughs> afterwards after like drinking a soda i don't know i i feel like that's a rare treat for me now like i don't drink soda that much but i feel like maybe those little cans would would do the trick well, I, I do i do i mean i, I don't want to like i feel like uh some reasons sometimes whenever i hear i know i know it's meant well and i say it too but like sophisticated makes it makes it sound snobby but it's it's not it just feels like like uh realistically a good amount for you to have of something's of something that's not like you're not meant to drink 
32 ounces of it. You just, you just, you can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Not right. I mean, you can, but it doesn't mean you should kind of thing. So, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about the new Strokes album, A Cliffhanger. I gotta say, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, TBD, when it will come out, but it's cool to know that it was in Costa Rica and you got to bring the Jetway drinks with you. But we have yet to talk about your solo stuff. What's going on with your solo stuff? It's been a few years. Can we expect anything um yeah actually it would have covid kind of um made it take a little longer but uh i don't even know sometimes anymore what i can say but it doesn't it doesn't matter i yes i have i finished a double album oh <gasps> 19 songs and oh. uh yeah so like yeah that's my next uh my next record i think um i think it comes out in june and from like March or April until then, we're going to be putting out songs. Maybe I'll save the album title and like other stuff for when we, yeah. when we tell get a phone call and be like, why did you say everything? I hate <laughs> no. you. But whatever. I mean, it's been I'm, I'm so excited to have it be out because it's been done for a bit. But it's like uh, to make vinyl now, like almost takes a year. And so, like, it just slows everything down. So what I could have put out a while ago and then our, our touring cycle changed. And so, like, I didn't want to I didn't want it to interfere with any like band stuff. So I just like waited for a moment where it could come out uh, kind of on its own. And it seemed like June was was a good time. So it sounds like you'll be doing a tour with that album then. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to try to do something special with it. Maybe do like, you know, a few small venues in certain cities and try to do multiple nights if possible. And like, uh, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying a different, because it's the album's like a broken down version of the last one. It's like, a, mm. if, if it is a volume two of Francis Trouble, it's like Francis Trouble was a band that was recorded in Neo, uh, yeah. somewhat live. This one's like all in the box, like drum machines, like not, not, even though it's sounds it, it still sounds like a band because it's bass drums and guitar it's like it was me gus who produced and engineered it and my friend colin who who played in the band and was like multi-instrumentalist and we kind of just the three of us kind of did it uh I, I wrote lyrics with this amazing woman named simon wilcox um and uh yeah just um it's just like a, a, a the other side of a coin france trouble was the heads this is the tails and so it just seemed like a like um it's gonna need a different kind of life format i thought about going out in like a less of a band thing maybe like just like a drummer and myself or a drummer and myself and multi-instrumentalists and like weird tracks and videos just to create a different and don't do as many shows just do a little a little a little thing that's exciting. So, That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, I was listening to Francis Treble today. And um, I mean, come on, those songs are so good. Like we know that those songs are so good. Like um, <laughs> Faraway Truths, Faraway Truths. You know, I watched an interview that you did where you said like, I, I think, I'm pretty sure you said something along the lines of- you know, I we, play a lot of shit, so who knows? We're, we're, playing, we're playing all the tracks on the album, except, which is my favorite track on the album. Stop and go. That's right. I was, like what? that was true though that was that was actually that was actually like it just ended up being like wow we're doing all of them but you'll be happy to know that i mean i haven't tested it out so it might not work but i'm gonna do most on this on this new album I, you know i'll probably do most new songs like 10 or 12 from the new album and then and then the three songs that i'm gonna do from france trouble one of them was gonna be stop and go because i never played it perfect i'll do that i'll do that set to attack let's call it hold on and then there was one other one oh rocky's late night yeah yeah even the the intro track of um francis trouble it, it just oh yeah of... dark versus d versus l yeah I, I, I mean that one just feels like i just thought stop and go because it was never that one felt like you could do something weird with like drum machines and tracks and weird lighting and where the other ones really felt like a felt like um a band so i have to figure that out but there's something in that just like the band for me solo just doesn't exist maybe because i'm in such a band already so having another one just feels like why have another band you know so it's like so like i'm almost trying to go out there and like just i don't know do something different visually and with less people and to be honest like the the tour stuff it doesn't really like it doesn't in today's climate it doesn't really it doesn't really work there's it doesn't it's not like it's not affordable unfortunately yeah. it's yeah. if you're like band band it's different but it's like not 
And, you know, Pete, you have to, like, carve out, like, nine months to get people to come on board. And, like, it's like, um, you know, it ends up, it's it's just really hard. And I, I only do it because of how much I like, I just like writing, you know, I, I like writing songs. Yeah, I, I can definitely hear that within your structure and sound as well. I mean, again, the album is just really great. I mean, your EP, AHJ, like I was living in Los Angeles when that came out. St. Justice was just like, I mean, every, yeah, just it's so great. Like, I, I think that's going to sound the best it's ever sounded now when I play it, when I play it live in this new, I wanted to like just do a handful of cities and do smaller venues and try to do multiple nights to be cool to yeah. do two or three nights that would be like awesome Ray, you know or like two or three nights at bowery just like venues venues like venues like that absolutely and you know touching on lyrics albert i was going to tell you my favorite lyric of all time out of any song is arctic monkeys star treatment just the opening lyric on there i just wanted to be one of the strokes have you heard that track before i have i was on tour when that came out so I was literally asked about what I thought he meant by it so much that I think I created my own <laughs> meaning to it, which is just fantastic. But yeah, no, I do know it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's it's wild. I don't know. It's crazy to just know like the amount of like major influence. I know we were talking a little bit earlier sort of about, you know, how dating back to Red Hot Chili Peppers, you were sort of listening to them and singing along to them when you were much younger in school and just how much generationally your band has really committed to a lot of influence within just from adults to kids these days and even such a huge band such as Arctic Monkeys as well. I I just find it really, really fascinating and really incredible. I mean, so um, do I, dude. I, I don't I don't I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. like I'm not like uh I don't understand. I'm still the kid who's who has like idols. I don't feel like the other way around that someone could feel the same way that I do about people towards myself and the, and the group or, or whatever, have moments. It's, it's part of what I always wanted to do. I felt like I wanted to move people the same way I was moved when I was a teenager and felt like I had discovered answers by hearing a certain song. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not, it's not something like I sit and like think about and I still just feel like myself. Sure. I made, we, I made a joke with the band cause we were on, we were in a backstage in a stadium. Right. And, for some reason, it just felt like you could have just transported us back to like playing in front of 20 people in a backstage. And it would have been, you know, similar conversation or us there or like certain moments where nothing's changed except like the outside of, of what's being perceived or, or like where you're playing. So the shows are bigger and all that. But, you know, it's um, it's still so the same, except when you walk out to a stadium, it is literally the rush that you get while walking the stage is so much sometimes it's almost too much for sure yeah made me curious what would you say has been your favorite music error that you've been a part of and released music in and what are some of the things that made that so special to you it could be any music time period as you know releasing the album touring everything like that what it, what was your favorite time period within i, mean, your I don't know i feel like in the moment I mean, always looking at new music is always like the most exciting. Sometimes you might be going through something in life and so it's hard to see it. But looking looking back, every chance of like being a part of something and doing certain things you've wanted to do your whole life is, I don't know if I could have, have, a, have a favorite like that. Because sometimes even the, the way I view things is sometimes even the, um, your least favorite is the reason why you have a favorite. So in a way, it's still somewhat, of a moment to have it's it's like the same way you go on the road and the road tires you out in a certain way it's exhausting i know it doesn't look like it it seems like you're just having a party but it is it is a very challenging thing mentally and physically and until you talk to other bands I've spoken to a lot of younger bands and they're like oh my god i feel burnt out or i can't do this and i was like yeah tell me about it. <laughs> it's not it's it's a it's a it's a challenge you gotta you gotta figure out each time but you become really tight as a band you're able to like do this live show without thinking about it and you're entertaining people and it becomes like this 
this second nature high that you get. It's just incredible, right? As it has its negative effect. But then it makes you want to go home and write different music to go out there and play something different or have a different song for the set list or have multiple right. different songs for the set list. And so, but you kind of need both. But yeah, I don't want to just stay in the studio all the time because then I'm not going to know what it, to go out there and like have to perform it. Changes you as an artist, changes how you want to create, changes you as a player. It shows, you know, gives you confidence and shows insecurities that you can like work on or, or pull pull from it's the they they both have challenges that kind of feed on each other so that's why i feel like i don't know as soon as i pick a favorite it's like to me it diminishes other times that it never feels it never feels right to to do because even maybe my least favorite time is like i would still do it again <laughs> <laughs> i would do it all again i don't know like I, I someone mentioned that the other day they were like oh yeah but you wouldn't go to then because you had such a bad time or this was happening and i was like no looking back i would i would do it all again it's great yeah <laughs> and honestly i mean even the old videos that you guys kind of performing that like early 2000s mtv thing where you're on that lit up stage like just oh, that was amazing like, i remember that so much fun just such a good time oh my God. Good of course vibes. all the things were great i mean just yeah. being in new york and having like when we had 40 people and it wasn't like eight people it was amazing before up came out and there was just like uh all all of it you know like i don't know if you ever saw the thing in transit but we were having like that was as much or more living the dream than like than like uh than than, than anything else. If anything, it's come back to that because once you know you've been doing it twenty years and you're so grateful that people are interested in hearing what you have to say and do and uh, and you can still do it. It almost makes you feel young again, like 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 the beginning because Aww. you um you're you just open to everything that's going to come because it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's no other way to be, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good answer. I, I appreciate that. If you could have any musician past or present cover a song of yours, which musician would it be? And what song would it be? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I would, I want to pick, it doesn't have to be one of my songs. Can I just be like, no, you could choose anything. Well, else. no, I'm just saying I I I just like I'd love to like I go way back to like Beethoven and like have him. I would just like to watch him create. To be honest, I don't even I, I don't want to bring him. I would hate to go back and miss the chance at at learning something while showing. Maybe if it was like to show him like I did this chord progression. How would you like? I was trying to explain, but when writing a song, like you'll have a chord progression that's like how do you spread that out to multiple instruments and rhythmically as well, so you don't have to have when you play it alone on guitar, it's one thing, but when you spread it out with multiple instruments, you don't have to play the full chord or parts of it, or you can different inversions of it you can melodically on the neck also rhythmically what the drums are doing so i'd be curious to see how he hears that in a chord progression that i hear the thing is if you if i went back and gave him a chord progression he would think i was he might i'd be worried you think i was like uh, you know like in writing like children's music because ugh, whatever if you could if we could avoid the musical like the simplicity of what i'd be bringing him and I could watch him take a chord progression and like unfold it into multiple things and like see how he creates very because the classic music creates variations on a theme and how they change keys and stuff. I, I, I would love to do that. Awesome. That, that's a good answer. I didn't expect that, but that is a good answer. What would you say is the criminally most underrated album of all time to you? You know what makes all these questions really hard is the all time because I don't like you're asking me like I don't know what album but like the, the Pixies Where's My Mind is like how that song it wasn't like enormous I mean maybe it is a pretty big cult hit but it's just like imagine that song being like just a huge song and it's time cool some guided by voices songs too it would be nice if they had been yeah I mean, not the biggest but just like option i always like was like i think that was always our goal is to do our thing and be an option with stuff that might be different to us or like the exact opposite of what we're doing so it would have been nice like there's no alternative radio anymore but like when we were around alternative radio and like have it actually be alternative and not bands trying to sound like the band that just had a hit that trying to sound like the band that just had a hit <laughs> And then they all just sound like bad versions of each other. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, um, granted, they all had success. So who am I? What do I know? But it's just my, my like, it's just my mind thinking of like, the just 
uh, variety. The same way I would, if I make a playlist for, I don't DJ like a party where people are dancing, but if I was like curating a room or a vibe, you know, I'd throw in different, different styles of music, different things, but they'd all, they'd all have something in their own way. But you know, there was, um, I mean, there's so many, there's, there's probably too many. I can just think of, but, but I, but I feel like, I don't know, there's definitely, but that's, that's the whole point though, is that, you know, there's different versions of success. It could just be that they got to do, I guess you mean in like being noticed of, yeah. I mean, a thin Lizzy song or two that's not their big hit that would have been amazing. Yeah, love that. What is your most memorable fan experience? Uh, so like a fan that came up to you or maybe even an online one that is just a pleasant fan experience that you think of when you think of like just someone just showing true love and true gratitude. Yeah, what did that kind of look like for you? Man, I'll be honest, there's so many things that have um happened like that that to remember like one that stands out is hard for me at the moment i mean there are funny ones of like a meeting someone not thinking anything of their age and then being like oh it's so funny my parent i was my i was like in my mom's belly when your first album came out <laughs> oh okay <laughs> That's, you don't, I feel like you would, that would make you like six years old, right? But it's, it's been more time. It's just, time is a weird thing. It doesn't, I don't feel like that much time has passed. So it's like, it's strange to be a certain place. I just had actually an amazing experience the other night. I was at a party and I met uh, that actor who did um, Rocket Man, uh, Taron mm. Egerton. Mm. That's how you pronounce his name. And I thought he was talking with me, but he wasn't. He was like, what's your, what's your name? And I was like, Albert. He was like, Hammond Jr. And I was like, yeah. And he got like, like passionate about the band for a second. And I was kind of taken aback because I just like, I don't know why. I don't really assume that people know all the time who we are or like someone. Oh, I don't like know that. about that. I don't know about and that. He got, and I swear, I swear it's not from, it's just like, it's just like, oh, like, I don't know. Oh, cool. Like you've had, it's just different. He's had a, he's had an emotional experience of something I was a part of that has nothing to do with me, you know? So it's like, that's, that's powerful. And it's, it was just amazing to sit there and be like, man, I've seen this guy's movies and all that stuff. And here he is, like, just totally telling me how, like, in high school, he would just, like, get stoned and listen to the music. And it's just, like, it, like, just the way it helped him and everything. And it was, like, it was, it was a, a very recent, because this happened recently, like, super recently, uh, experience where I was, I was really taken aback at, uh, at the intensity that we can um, make people feel. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Very touching sometimes. It, it, I was talking with Fab the other day and it's just like, man, you're really so lucky that we get to like our job. It's like makes people happy. It brings I mean, nostalgia and feelings and it's like joy. And all, we, all we're doing is like battling our own selves and in music. I just mean like in life, you're just like constantly changing and growing and we're like this group. And like, you don't know what's going to happen or you you can't even picture yourself, you know, am I, am I going to be able to play music in 10 years? Like, you don't even know. And that's like, yeah. but then you get there and you're like, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there opportunity for the Strokes to play another 20 years? Could you foresee that? Is that possible? I I could. Yeah, I definitely could. I, I could. I could actually see us. I wouldn't have thought about it a long time ago, but, and you, and you know, those are the kind of things you never know, but I could totally see us actually just not stopping. And, and that doesn't mean it has to be like, you don't think of like, we're just like playing big shows, but even if we kept going and like, just even if we didn't want to tour much later, we made like weird records, we did something or did soundtracks together or something. I just feel like there's just something that feels like that's what we're here to do that we don't really can't really we're not really going to do anything else you know what i mean and it's not like i don't mean that negative like we got a, an amazing opportunity and the, the fact we all met and there's this thing that exists it's like i can just see us being older and doing it. that's awesome that makes me so happy to hear that <laughs> i'm so <laughs> happy, happy to too <laughs> um how is the relationship with the band outside of music do you guys hang out we how, all live how... together <laughs> <laughs> no, you and Julie. i mean Julian. I mean, we're in our we're in our forties and have like families and you know live in LA or, or 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 New York. But I mean, like I've told I've told everyone when we can be backstage or we usually we have like a rehearsal room backstage or like before a show or right after. And if you had been with us 
our whole time from the beginning. I don't know if you would know the difference. You know, we still I still feel like the 18-year-old kid who met them and was hanging out in a street corner and like and like uh I don't mean hanging out in the street corner. I mean like we would just we'd walk together in New York and then we'd pause on a corner and end up because someone would have to go a different way and we'd end up like talking another 45 minutes. Like we couldn't like it was just it felt very natural. I, I feel like no matter what's going on, no matter what people think or what's happened in people read or like just life stuff, we've always had elements of that. It's never not it's never not existed. You know, it's just like yeah. it's just human beings. When you're in that kind of intense thing and such a change, just having success and just like going from a dream to like um, something that is popular and big and people can see opportunity and it just changes dynamics and you have to like egos change and you have to like understand roles and sink into them and like move with them and it's it's uh it's it's just a process and so i think people see that and then they, they portray their own picture but we've we've always had very i, mean, I don't want to say romantic moments but just like in the sense of like time i was timeless moments that's it timeless moments yeah. like where yeah. where you wouldn't know when it when it was happening like like i said we were talking backstage and honestly we could have been walking out to play uh, acme underground <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been like the thing we're in the same that's so cool yeah. yeah and you know i've only had the opportunity to see you guys twice but it's such a treat it does feel timeless like when seeing you guys perform live you know as i mentioned i saw you this past summer in philly on tour with red hot chili peppers really great set really amazing experience experience and the other time that i saw you was in dc so i'm from baltimore so philly makes sense and then went to dc and um i saw you guys in dc in 2015 you headlined this like one-time music festival yeah that was awesome that was on the where was that that was the didn't i also play solo there too yes yeah, that, actually i got to i got to visit uh i got to visit the white house um yes on that on that uh on that trip it was pretty uh it was pretty awesome that you could that they'd let you up into so many rooms it kind of feels like i don't know you shouldn't be allowed to do that or (laughs) (laughs) they not make enough money (laughs) are they short of cash (laughs) that's so funny yeah i i think i remember julian mentioning on stage just being like yeah here we are we're hanging out and stuff like that and i think that he said that all you guys went to the white house together is that is that true or yeah we all went yeah Yeah, well i mean it's a group it's not like you know like the cool thing and maybe like you know the i think what people like about bands it's like uh gang di- gang dynamic but it's like you get invited and you're you go together it's not like it's like okay well i'll go at one and i'll go right. at three. yeah that's so cool it almost makes me wonder sort of like the experience that you just had at the party where like you see this actor and this like you recognize the actor like albert recognizes the actor but then like they also recognize you and you're just like man this is such this is just yeah. so crazy like it almost makes me wonder wonder if you like had an experience like that when you were in the white house like i'm just wondering if like you no, guys i didn't meet anyone in the white house no, it wasn't, <laughs> it's, all, it's all it's all i'm pretty sure they they planned those trips it, it, yeah. it wasn't a bono trip if that's what you're asking right yeah yeah like bono <laughs> and his son are like walking around or something. maybe that's yet maybe that's yet to come but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have just a couple more and i'm finally finally gonna let you go here so these are more speed round questions so i'm gonna say just a word or a phrase and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind new york city band (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's too funny (laughs) uh velvet underground okay yeah favorite vacation spot Uh, the maldives go-to karaoke song I hate karaoke. Ooh, wow. I didn't know that. That's kind of interesting because when you do like the mic thing, like with your solo stuff, I, I don't know. I just sort of picture it in like an element. But people, friends of mine, I, I, like I I don't even, I don't even, I, I wish I could understand the appeal, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't find it. <laughs> tour snack? Ooh, tour snack. Yeah. yeah. I guess you said first thing that comes to mind, and <laughs> mm-hmm. no, you can say you're you're going to a snack. I was just, I really was just thinking of water, and that's not a snack. Um, no, no. I guess just like that is always like a plate of like meat and cheeses, and so just like picking that or like or like nuts, you know, it's like the easiest thing. Or 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 tour catering, you know, it's like the it's yeah. I I love I don't know why I love this. 
like I will go. I like staying uh, sound check if we're doing like um, let's say we were doing our own arena shows like a sound check and then I like staying at the venue I don't really like going back to the hotel and then I, I hang out play guitar walk around talk to different people uh, yeah. in our crew and then like I love going to an early um, dinner at, uh, at at catering I mean it's like a strange thing but I just like immersing myself in my traveling circus I guess and it, it, some, sometimes you know you don't want to you go back to the hotel or eat somewhere else or you want to escape but I actually I, I I really enjoy that that ritual. I just I feel connected to the venue and then when I play I feel like um more in touch with the I guess everyone describes venues like that as just like they're all the same. Yeah. And uh I feel like everything's the same if you want to look at it like that. It's yeah. really just how you how you take what the audience has given you and, and project it back makes it makes it different. And that's what's called entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also the fact that you're like kind of grounding yourself sort of in like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like in a spiritual way. And I don't even mean that in like a religious sense, but just like allowing yourself to like have some mindfulness and just be present and within the moment. I, I think there's something really nice about that. It does definitely keep you more relaxed right like imagine leaving and coming back and then the stress of like you're in traffic or something and then like getting to the venue and like not being you just start adding it's personalities for me my personality just gets kind of settled at the venue and i can kind of like soak into its its uh rituals and it's kind of like process and then and then i'm just more even more even yeah. keel yeah yeah and I, I bet that also kind of translates to performing live too you're just in a better mood you feel good yeah it does for sure i mean that's why that's why i do it i love that looking back at your music career do you feel like you've accomplished everything that you wanted to do or or is there still things left that you would like to do within your career oh yeah i don't feel like that's it. i mean i know i've i've done things that as when I dreamed about playing music and you know I, you there were just dreams you never thought you would do but I guess just in when that when someone asked me that question is I just look at it in the songwriting context and I feel like I feel like the band itself has to me and why I think it, it would last is I think it has some of the best songs yet to come and also just myself as a player where where I want to go to and songs I want to write myself even just as a, just a form of expression I feel like I've yet to get there I keep I keep getting closer of finding little pockets but like I there's there's more there's more in the process that there's more that I love about the process than than I feel like I've I've achieved and that to me is a, a bigger success than than um than the visual success you could see on the outside whether someone notices that you you know whether it gets played a lot on the radio or the shows are bigger you know right right oh, and then have that much control over or at all do you have a lyric or verse that is like your favorite or really sticks out to you when performing with the strokes i know personally for me i love all your guys albums of course but i gotta say like i really i don't know maybe it was just like the time period of my life and just what was going on in my personal life but like i really feel like come down machine and then also future past present ep especially the ep i mean it was just such a moment when you released that ep for me just such a time period in my life that i really remember and cool. um yeah yeah i don't know just some like thread of joy the music video for that the song in general you know it was so different it was so much more like yeah i mean the title of the ep just really explains itself honestly but um i would say that just person i was seeing at the time where we were living at the time it just really had that connection to me and i could go forever on it but i'm not going to but i would say that that ep in particular i i could really go on for a while with that one and just like come down machine also it felt it felt different obviously like one way trigger was such a different song it was like what is going on here i love it but this is like so different i don't know is is exciting and 50 50 tap out all the songs on it wonderful yeah is there a lyric or verse that you feel like 
maybe you just just a little itty bit connect with the most i mean i have so many lines from the lyrics that julian has written and said that have connected i can't you know think of one right now but it'll happen live they'll have a different meaning or you'll hear something or like years later it'll connect to something else so i have my own experiences with the songs the same way someone might listening to it um i don't know but nothing's coming to my head right now that's going to that's like a that, that'd be like a thinker you know like, that's going to <laughs> yeah for like, sure. oh, like yes this one line says thumbs up every <laughs> everything I, I think there's always easily a couple lines in each record that can sum up a lot of different uh yeah a lot of feelings so i feel like he's he's great doing that very great at doing that i mean the last album why are sundays so depressing like that's just oh my god such a good i know i love that song i wish we could play it uh live but i i feel like this is my own no one has said anything so don't take it out of context but i feel like it's like my favorite uh one of my favorites from the record and um i don't know if anyone feels the same because we do not play it (laughs) well i do i wish wish we would though it is my favorite song from the record so i totally agree with you if you have any advice words of wisdom anything that you want to say at all to aspiring musicians or just you know what not just musicians creatives in general if you just have any words (laughs) of wisdom that you would like to say to creatives in general just you know, through your I like the idea that yeah. I would have words of wisdom that makes me. <laughs> well, that you've been around the block a few. I know, but I'm just saying. I don't know. Someone wisdom can sometimes come um, out of come out of anywhere. But I, I guess, I guess what I said before of just like um, it's the real joy of it all lies in in um, um, the process and not to the result. That's the longer picture for me. Uh, the thing is, you know what? Everyone finds their own. It's like trying to tell, like as a parent, trying to tell your kid, like something you learned over time without them wanting to rebel against it. Cause it's like, fuck you. You don't know. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's like, I think advice is, is only as good as like the moment you're ready to like hear it or not even ready to hear it. Like you understand it for what you, you need in it, you know, and like what you're going to take from it. And so I don't know. Once again, these are, these are great questions, but to, really give advice i'd want to like sit down and like really think of a bunch of stuff i learned off the cuff it, advice is just like uh you know obvious stuff that anyone anyone would uh just obvious life life things Regardless. boring stuff you don't want to hear like oh stay as disciplined as you can <laughs> you know, like uh you'll never write amazing everything lyrics. in moderation like you're like fuck this guy <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> Answer. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Albert, excuse me. It is such an honor. A Ryan, I can't a speak either, don't worry. Yeah, I'm very excited for the new solo album. I'm excited for the new Strokes album. I hope to see you guys again live again soon. And check out Jetway. I mean, Jetway is amazing. The imagery is cool. <laughs> the drinks are delicious. And um, yeah, just really great time. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. If you have any questions, feedback, or recommendations of who I should have on my show next, reach out to me on Instagram at James Richard Lane or Twitter, James Lane, Lane with two E's. And of course, check out Albert's website as well, which has all of his music as well as other fun things going on, which is alberthammondjr.com or thestrokes.com too, or drinkjetway.com as well. There is so much good stuff, so much good content. Albert is an awesome guest. I really, really enjoyed having him on. I've been a mega fan of The Strokes for over a decade, way over a decade, um, decade and a half or so. And it's such an honor, a pleasure, a privilege to have interviewed Albert, hear his story, one of a kind, true gentleman. Um, just so grateful for that experience. And, you know, having the opportunity to sample the Jetway drinks as well was really cool for me too, because the drinks are marvelous. They're fantastic. They're terrific. They're the best. Any adjective to describe good, I am saying like honestly, legitimately, sincerely, like actually very really 
these seltzers are really good, like really, really good. There's something that tastes very special about them. And even if it wasn't Albert, I would still say this, that I truly felt that these seltzers are special. The logo is really cool. The boxes are really neat. Just a really neat box, something I want to keep around for a while. And the drinks, as you could tell in the interview that I did with Albert, he was very passionate about sort of crafting the drink and making sure that it tasted up to par to what he had in mind. And I feel like he truly really did deliver on it. I mean, it's a really great drink. And if you check out the website, which again, the website is drinkjetway.com, you'll see all the fun stuff going on from the colors, the story, a little bit of detail kind of where it's made and the ingredients and so forth. And I think that's another special thing about Jetway is the transparency that it has as well. And the connection to Infinite Monkey Theorem, which was really cool to me because I lived in Denver for many, many years. And during my time in Denver, I had gone to Infinite Monkey Theorem. And yeah, I never would have guessed that those two would collab. I guess Albert and uh, the, the owner of Infinite Monkey Theorem. And yeah, really exciting stuff. Pretty cool. Have been plenty of times and it's just, just a small world. Feels like a small world in a sense. But you have been listening to 89.9 FM WKCR New York City. And my name is James Richard Lane. Again, feel free to check out my Instagram or my Twitter. Uh, for upcoming guests. I've had plenty of great, wonderful guests on my show. Very, very grateful. A lot of the content has been archived on Spotify just by typing in The Shaky Experience. It's listed as a podcast. However, it airs here on 89.9 FM WKCR. It was such a pleasure having the opportunity to do this interview and such a pleasure for me to have you guys hear me. So thank you again so much. Hope you have a great week, and as always, please support your local animal shelter. Goodbye.